Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Former Jackalope Brewing site sees a large development on the horizon. Metro Nashville Schools says they're going to ignore Governor Billy's most recent executive order. Plus, is Nashville on the path to 1 million in population to beat Shelby County? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. Nashville, happy hump day. Hump day. Camel commercial. Yeah, yeah. The hump day camel commercial. Geico commercial. I don't remember at this point. Google, I don't know. Um, The Wilson County Fair slash Tennessee State Fair is still going on. Uh, They have a deal today for Wednesday, and that is $1 off gate admission. Adults only. Oh, man. You have to go into the adults only section for that. If you're below 18, you can't (laughs) save a dollar. Say, yeah, you got bring that extra dollar with you. Uh, dollar off gate admission today in the Wilson County Fair. Tomorrow, $2 off. So uh, maybe maybe you go tomorrow. Do you remember that scene from The Office where Michael Scott said, I declare? He declares bankruptcy. I declare bankruptcy. Well, Governor Bill Lee just declared that today is Charlie Daniels Day. Is that an official political thing? Declares? Decline, declare? I guess it is. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, Fox 17 reporting on this today, August 18th, is officially now Charlie Daniels Day in Tennessee, coming from the desk of Governor Bill Lee. The, procl- the proclamation comes as family, friends, uh, and fans get ready to celebrate the late country legend at the 2021 Volunteer Jam, a musical salute to Charlie Daniels. Uh, and uh, that takes place today as well. The Volunteer Jam is a proud Tennessee tradition, and this year we're bringing music fans together for a special tribute to the legendary Charlie Daniels, says Governor Bill Lee. For over 50 years, Charlie shared his talent with people across our country, and I'm proud the celebration will carry on his legacy and showcase Tennessee's rich musical heritage. And uh, Daniels' longtime manager says it's an honor to receive the proclamation. Music guests for the Volunteer Jam include Travis Tritt, Randy Travis, Chris Young, Alabama, Ricky Skaggs, and many others. And you can find the full lineup and more details in our show notes or at nationaldailypodcast.com. That's going to be one heck of a show. Yes, it really, be, it really is. It really is. One place that you're not going to be able to watch shows, but you can stay for shows like that will be coming in the future. And this is a hotel that's going to be located in the Gulch. Which every time we see a new development in the Gulch, you'll hear me say this. Where the heck did they find room for this? This time, um, it is at a, an old National Business Journal reporting on this. The old Jackalope Brewing site. It was, it was a, a pretty neat tap room. Um, but uh, Jackalope, I believe this has uh, been a tap room that they stopped operating in. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. yeah so they moved all of their operations to Wedgwood, Houston. Correct. So uh, there's a hotel that is going to uh, be parked on this land now. Um, And it's no small thing. A 237-room hotel filed under the name Shades Urban Hospitality. Uh, It will rise 20 stories. So goodbye to another view of the AT&T building from that area. Uh, Shades Urban Hospitality rides 20 stories on on 701 8th Avenue South. And uh, there's currently a coffee shop there. 
Um, and so I don't know exactly. Hopefully that coffee shop gets to go in the bottom. That would be great because there's going to be a little bit of retail space. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have 2,250 square feet of retail space. So a coffee shop, that's a good size for a coffee shop. Uh, it's going to have a rooftop pool, a restaurant, as well as a penthouse and four levels of parking. So if you're looking to park Whoa. in the gulch, this may be the spot. Parking. Wow. <laughs> have you seen, there was a TikTok of a New Yorker buying a house in New Jersey is like a skit. Okay. And the New Yorker kept asking the real estate agent if he's going to be ticketed on this small little parking lot in front of his house. Okay. And <laughs> the real estate tried to explain that's not a parking lot. That's, that's your driveway. driveway. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I feel like Nashville is going to be getting to that level. So anytime I see parking, uh, that's, that's a good sign. It's a good sign. Well, I, I thought about starting a business out of my driveway, man. I, I really have because I have a I have a long driveway. You have a very long driveway in Nashville, and I've, I've I've thought about starting a little car like airport like parking spot in my driveway. Yeah, I've thought about it. So you could compete against the big boys. I guess I could compete against those guys near Donaldson Pike. <laughs> Uh, all right. So this is, uh, this was breaking news kind of out of Monday night, uh, Metro national public schools will continue to require masks despite governor Lee's executive order. This is coming from news channel five. If you remember yesterday's episode, we talked about governor Lee's executive order in which he gave the parents the right to opt out of any mask mandates that uh, were given to on high from a, a school district or such. And, uh, so but uh, as of Monday night, after the executive order, uh, Metro Nashville Public Schools will continue to require masks in the classroom despite Governor Bill Lee's executive order requiring that districts allow uh, re- that requires the districts, uh, the students to opt out. Um, so Dr. Adrian Battle, she's the director of schools for Metro Public Schools. She released the following statement in response to the executive order. She says, the Metro National Board of Education and I are charged with charged with educating our students and with keeping them safe. Universal masking policies during the pandemic are a key to mitigation strategy to do just that, to allow anyone to opt out of these policies for any reason other than legitimate medical need would make them ineffective and would require more students to be quarantined and kept out of the classroom. The governor's executive order was released without prior notice to school districts for review or comment. As such, Metro schools will continue to require face masks pursuant to the rules adopted by the board. As we further review this order and explore all options available to the district to best protect the health of our students, teachers, and staff. Um, And if you remember not too long ago, the school district adopted this universal masking policy on August 5th. It applies to all student staff and visitors inside the district facilities. So this is very interesting. Stuart and I were talking about this before the podcast and Stuart, usually what happens if a school in a state disagree? What seems to happen in those situations? Well, so what's uh, why I've been watching in Florida and Texas, especially Florida, uh, what's happening is the argument with the governor and the school districts, there's been three or four school districts that have opposed because uh, Ron DeSantis, or DeSantis, he's had this policy in place for about two or three weeks now, okay, give or take. And there's been three or, three or four school districts that have opposed this. And he has said that he may cut off funding for those school districts. Yeah. And typically then, that's, what the, that's, that's typically the, that's what the happens. That's the state's pretty much, that's the state's yeah. threat typically. And then the federal government saying, hey, if, you, if this state cuts your funding, 
the federal government may come in and replace your funding. It is super controversial right interesting. now. Uh, I don't. It, it's very interesting. I think because of Metro opposing this, a special session will happen in the Tennessee uh, State Congress. We will keep following this. And also, let us know what you think. As a parent, will you be opting out? Will you not be opting out? Or will you be sending your kid to private schools? Or will you move to Wilson County? (laughs) Or will you move to Wilson County? Um, Let us know. 615-392-1358. Text us. Let us know. We'll probably have a few things on our IG as well. Yeah. Uh, We want to talk about chicken. And Nashville is a chicken. It's a chicken town. Yeah, we chicken we, town. we should call it Chicken City. <laughs> We're Chicken City. That's our new nickname for Nashville. Chicken City. Uh, we talked about this restaurant maybe three weeks ago. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Uh, and this is Guy Fury's new restaurant. And this is, I think it's Chicken Guy or yeah. the Chicken Guy in downtown Nashville. And I went uh, last Friday. Okay. And I was not expecting what I had like okay. the experience okay so you walk take in us, yeah take us in as, so, as you experience so it. i walked in through the porch and i didn't know there was a front door because it's like it's on second avenue it's in that weird like corner restaurant okay and I always, oh yeah, yeah yeah so you walk into the porch so it was where that mexican restaurant was yes, beforehand okay correct. uh so you walk into the porch and you're like wow this space is huge mm. and then you walk in through the side door i guess you're supposed to go in through the front door i didn't do that uh <laughs> i walked into the side door and i looked and i was like all this like really cool like mural art inside yeah like there's a giant chicken um that's makes a sense. mural makes sense and then you see guy fury and his business partner throughout the restaurant and it's just a really cool experience and then you go up to the counter and they have 22 different sauces on their wall and they have sauces by like different categories of spice so that's kind of their defining feature of the restaurant are all these sauces sauces. Hmm. and uh so i ordered a five-piece tender meal okay with fries and a drink okay like 13 bucks okay not 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 a little bit high it's a little bit high but for the amount of portions you get okay it feels like a good balance okay uh, there's a, definitely other chicken places in Nashville that are cheaper. Sure. But it feels like For a really five good piece, That's pretty good. And they're not big tenders like Hattie B's. They're not big tenders like Party Fowl. They're basically these like tenders that have been like hammered. You could say they've been tenderized. Tenderized. Yeah, that's the <laughs> actual terminology for it. And they're like, I don't know. It's like maybe three inches in width. And okay. Like, Four or five inches long. I, I saw a little bit of it with the the reel that you posted yeah. on Instagram. Um, yeah, and they're like flat, but the seasoning. Literally, you can eat this chicken without any type of sauce, and the chicken is the seasoning fantastic. is that good. It's juicy. It's just delicious chicken. And then you have the sauces, and I tried five different sauces. I tried the habanero sauce. It was spicy. It wasn't too overwhelming. Like it just it sat well in your mouth. Right. I tried. It's like PP or the poo poo. It started with a PU. I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> pie pie. I can't remember what it's called. This is a family show. Yeah, this is a family <laughs> show. Uh, it was interesting. I didn't. I wasn't too big of a fan of it. I tried the. What, what kind of flavors did it have? It was just like spice and something else. Mm-hmm. That's why I can't even remember yeah. the name. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's what probably what my brain thought. <laughs> this tastes like that. Uh, and then I had this teriyaki sauce, which was fantastic, like made in house teriyaki sauce. I had their version of a comeback sauce with okay. like the mayonnaise, ketchup, mustard. Yeah. That was really delicious with the fries. Like the fries were made for that sauce. Mm. And then my favorite sauce was the Nashville hot honey. I remember you talking about this. 
And man, this is maybe my favorite sauce in all of Nashville right now. Ooh. It's you, you bite into it. And it has like that kick. It just like kicks you in the throat. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just like calms down. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a sour patch kid. Yeah. For, for <laughs> sour than sauce. sweet. Yeah. That's good. That's really or, nice. Su- uh, for sweet chicken. And spicy. For, yeah. For chicken tenders. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a great that's, place. I'm going to go back there quite often. Yeah. Um, that's nice. It's it's good to it's have a, a very different chicken yeah. experience. Yeah. And in downtown. Yes. Do they have spicy chicken options? No. Okay. I like that. It's just the spicy sauces. I like that. Yeah. So it, it's a very different Nashville chicken experience. Yeah. But it's, it's similar to Waldo's kind of. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's a little bit different because Waldo's has the big thick tenders. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so I recently went to Hattie B's. No, you had tenders too. I did. I had chicken tenders. Uh, nice. it, it has been a, a long time since I've had Hattie B's because for locals, um, Hattie B's is it's such a long line. Um, and so you're like, I can have Hattie B's at any time. So I'm not just not going to wait in the long lines. Well, if that happens long enough, you just don't have Hattie B's for a long time. Um, and so it had been a while since I've had it. Uh, I went to the Charlotte Pike location. Okay. I actually got it to go. Um, so I ordered it on the app beforehand. Do they it have was, their own app now or is it through like, it was, uh, their, it was on their website. Okay. Um, and it took about an hour. Wow. Uh, to order to go. Uh, but luckily, like I said, I ordered beforehand, so I knew how much time I would have to get there and everything like that. Um, so it was fine. And I got there. It took about an hour, 10. Okay. Realistically. Um, but, uh, I got a three piece tender meal and it was, it was good. Um, but you realize how different Hattie B's tenders are from everybody else, but it'd been a while since I've had Hattie B's. But it was really good. Um, the chicken was on point. As always. Um, the comeback sauce was fantastic. Their kind of crinkly fries mm-hmm. were really good. I wish I'd gotten a five-piece by the time yeah, yeah. I, I had finished. Um, Which I don't even know if they offer five pieces. I think they just say three-piece. I, I don't know. I remember um, when it used to be under $10. It was $9.83. <laughs> I remember that vividly because I used to eat there all the time when it was under $10. Yeah, but I got their mac and cheese. I, I will say, I think mac and cheese was the best part of that. Their, usually their pimento that, that, mac and cheese is, is really good. What level of spice did you get? I Okay, so this is good. I'm glad you asked. That. I got a mild, Okay, and I barely tasted anything. Really? Yeah. I needed to turn up the heat. I want to turn up the heat next time. I I probably a medium, maybe a medium, maybe a high. I'll probably just have to step it up incrementally and yep. see. I used to I, I didn't taste hot, it, man. It was it was it was hot, but it like didn't didn't sit didn't sit in my mouth or anything. But did it crave or did it appease the craving of hot chicken? Because no I no, it, it I, I wanted a little bit more. I wanted wow. a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. Nashville hot chicken. It's like, it's like a drug. <laughs> Literally. I talk to people like from up North all the time and they're like, dude, I'm just craving hot chicken. I'm the, I've yeah. talked to my cousin. He's like, I think I may just come down to Nashville for a day just to get hot chicken and leave. But I will say that after eating Hattie B's again, I think I like party foul better. I think I do with their chicken. I like them both. I'm not. Yeah. I'll, if somebody says Hattie B's are, party foul i'll probably <laughs> go to hattie b's because i know their prices are a little bit cheaper that is very true uh but both of them i will not complain no no not at all this is a winning argument for everybody so that's where we've eaten locally let's head over to explorers nashville tip of the day
For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to head down to Franklin, Tennessee and head to the Double Arch Bridge, which is part of the Natchez Trace Parkway. The Natchez Trace Parkway is 444 beautiful miles from Nashville, Tennessee, all the way down to Natchez, Mississippi. Uh, Do not do that drive in one day. I've done that twice. I would not recommend it. Take your time. (laughs) Take a break. But with these pop-up thunderstorms and the potential of thunderstorms coming in in the early evening, you may have potential to see some of the most beautiful summer sunsets that, while summer still is remaining down the, at the Natchez Trace Bridge. Yeah, the good thing about those thunderstorms, they really clear out the air, makes those mountains just a little more beautiful. Watching the lower-level clouds rolling over those Tennessee hills. Oh, it's beautiful. It's very beautiful. If you can catch a sunset kind of in between those storms uh, or if, if it kind of opens up to a storm or something like that, it's a great place for a sunset. It's a great place for a sunrise. It made our list for both of those sunrise and sunset uh, top areas around Nashville. So... Uh, it, it is truly a great experience if you have not been up that way. And even in, in the summer, the colors over there catch them before the fall while Tennessee is very, very green. Uh, the cool thing about us doing video podcasts starting tomorrow, uh, last year we did an episode on the history of the Natchez Trace Parkway. It was a fantastic episode. But with this video podcast that was starting tomorrow, for, um, tomorrow on our YouTube channel, we're going to highlight Uh, specific places you need to stop along the Natchez Trace Bridge or Natchez Trace Parkway. And we're going to have photos and videos. So we're going to be doing a lot of really cool things. So check check out our YouTube channel, xplr.nash, to watch the top sunrise or top sunset uh, locations throughout Middle Tennessee just to get an idea of what the video podcast may look like. There you go. That is Explore's Nashville Tip of the Day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily get 10% off their next online order or in-person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. And if you are in the downtown area or you have friends or family coming in for the weekend, that is a great time to take a historic walking tour of downtown Nashville. You can do that with us at ExploreTours.com. Stuart will take you through an incredible, incredible experience of learning the history of Nashville, how it was formed, what are the moments that shaped this town, and you can learn more at ExploreTours.com. Our Nashville Daily listeners can use 20, can get 20% off of their cart by using the code NASH, all caps, N-A-S-H, at checkout for 20% off of your entire order. So bring a big group, save a bunch of money. It's a worthwhile experience for everybody. You can learn more at ExploreTours.com. Now, if you're interested in learning about Nashville art and some of the art scene coming out of Nashville, you need to check out our most recent Nashville story with Justin Siegel. Uh, this is actually an episode I teared up on a little bit because there's some of the stories that he told. Two things will make you tear up. Hot chicken and Justin's story. And Justin's story, yeah. Uh, so if you're if you're wanting to learn more about the Nashville art scene and uh, how artists are using social media platforms to leverage their arts. Make sure to check out our most recent Nashville story with Justin Siegel. All right. Let's dig into the the census data. Let's get down to business <laughs> to read this data. <laughs> so um, we, we talked a little bit about it. Uh, Tennessee-wide and Tennessee's counties yesterday, uh, some of the big takeaways were that um, surprisingly, the most populous area of Tennessee, Shelby County, with just over 900,000, only grew by 
percent, while Middle Tennessee as a whole uh, grew uh, by about 95 people a day. Um, and then uh, uh, kind of over towards Chattanooga as you're getting over into that area. Uh, and then kind of this weird line from Chattanooga to Knoxville had some growth as well along the Smoky Mountains. Uh, so it's a good time for the Smoky Mountains. And uh, so that's some of the observations that we saw. Uh, Nashville as a whole, Davidson County, was actually not the most uh, aggressive as far as growth. It was most of the areas in the counties around Nashville, especially to the the uh, the south and the north and the northeast, um, that were seeing a lot of growth uh, in the middle Tennessee area. So this is very interesting. But today we're going to be digging into Nashville. Specifically, we're going to be asking the question, is Nashville on the race to one million which would actually beat out Shelby County for the most populous County in Tennessee. Now I, I think it will be good to distinguish between Davidson County and Metro Nashville. Yes. It's a very, it, it's, it's all weird. Yes. It's all weird. Um, so Metro Nashville, <laughs> Metro, Metro Nashville, uh, it's a tongue twister. If you try saying it 10 times fast, um, I believe the metropolitan area of Nashville's 14 counties. It includes basically Nashville and every county that touches it. Yes. And essentially, essentially. So it's like some of the, for example, it's Davidson County, Williamson County, Rutherford County, Dixon County, Cheatham County, Wilson County, Robinson County, uh, Trousdale County, Wilson County, maybe Montgomery County. (laughs) There's a lot. I don't know. I lost count after five, (laughs) Uh, but it's a metropolitan area. So it, it, it's a very large area. It's really interesting. Like if you're running like Facebook ads and stuff, it's like called like the metropolitan board of Nashville area. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's very fascinating, but it, it's more, the metropolitan occupies all of those counties and it takes a look at that metropolitan. But Davidson County is a little bit different than all of the other counties because we didn't see the growth that Williamson County saw. Williamson County saw 35.2% growth Davidson County only saw 14.2%. Yes. Still a lot of people, still a lot of people. Um, so with the, the 2020 census that came out, um, the, the metropolitan area of Nashville, uh, greater Nashville is, is also what you might hear it be called. Yeah, they're um, intertwined like they're, yeah. Uh, pushed the Metro areas population to the brink of almost hitting the 2 million mark. Uh, so it, it is a, you know, a very, very, very large area, this kind of greater Nashville esque area. Um, but we want to focus in on Davidson County, um, and, and see, you know, are we going to get close to, or, or even hit the 1 million mark maybe by 2030? Um, and will we surpass Shelby County? Those are the questions we want to ask and, and see if we can answer today. It's really interesting. So from 2010 to 2020, Nashville experienced a growth of around 89,000 people. Uh, in 2010, 626,662 people lived in Davidson County. In 2020, 715,884 people lived in Davidson County. So Davidson County would have to experience a growth of around 300,000 people to get that 1 million mark. Shelby County is at 929,000 people. Uh, They grew by 0.2%, as Aaron said earlier. Uh, So it's really interesting. 
I think Nash, there's a possibility that Davidson County can grow 300,000 people. Let's see. So I'm just going to do the math on the calculator right now. If we grew at the same rate, which is 14.2%, so we have 17 or 715,884. Uh-huh. If we grew at the same rate, um, let's see. So we will multiply by 1.142. We would only get to eight hundred and seventeen thousand five hundred thirty-nine. So we're going to have to see a growth near thirty percent or so, possibly, to get up to a million people. Or is it like forty percent? <laughs> it may be a lot higher than that. If we grew by thirty percent, we would hit nine hundred and thirty thousand residents in Nashville, which could surpass Shelby County. County. So we'll have to hit 40% basically to get up to 1 million residents. Yes. Which does not seem very likely for us to over double the growth that we saw from 2010 to 2020, which already is record growth for many metropolitan areas. Uh, especially Nashville. Yeah, yeah. There was a <laughs> yeah. decrease in a lot of metropolitan areas like Texas and California that <laughs> people were coming here. Yeah, just just in general, um, you know, Nashville's done very well from 2010 to 2020. For us to grow that amount, first off, we already have a our market is so hot right now for housing. We don't have any other places to put houses. <laughs> so for us to grow that amount, we need like Way more apartments, way, way more, more homes, condos, yeah. way more homes. I think the jobs are going to possibly allow that to happen with Oracle coming in with 8,500 jobs. Sure. Uh, that's going to end up probably turning into close to 22,000 jobs just because of Oracle's presence. Sure. So if we have more announcements like that, 300,000 people could be a possibility. I have no idea where they're going to stay. Uh, you can rent out a little space in my yard with a tent. I'll, I'll charge $10 a month. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I don't think we can grow by to a million. I don't think we're going to surpass Shelby County by 2030. No, it, it would, it would be very, very unlikely for us to grow that quickly. Um, it's good. And it's good to know these things. Unless um, Antioch does some really good a- things. Antioch is, so we're at, we're on the, uh, the Tennessee and has this little kind of data, uh, resource center and take some of this data and, and kind of, uh, uh, puts it into something that is, is readable for us. And uh, looking at the districts of Nashville with growth, it is very interesting to see where some of the increases and decreases are are happening. Um, a, a lot of the increases are happening really in, in uh, high capacities in two places. Uh, kind of this north and south line of downtown Nashville, if you go in the middle of downtown Nashville, north and south of it, you're actually seeing a fairly good increase um, in, in the, uh, in the high teens and the 20% of population change. One of the larger ones being district, uh, seven of Davidson County, which is more in, it's called the Dale wood area. This is more of in your kind of East Nashville going into Madison, uh, kind of track and, uh, Inglewood is up there. Yeah. And that has increased the population by 55.2%. Wow. Uh, there's a downtown district, District 19. We need to be playing the Hunger Games soundtrack to follow this. <laughs> district 19 uh, is uh, saw a 57.6% growth, and that's downtown Nashville. So 
uh, downtown it Nashville, makes, Church yeah. Street. And it makes sense. Silver. I mean, that's where a lot of the apartments are going. Um, so, I mean, you could probably see a trend of where are the apartments going, and that will increase the population um, a, a ton. Also, some of the places that you're seeing is kind of this, uh, it's called the Braniac area, unofficially, the, where Brentwood meets Antioch, uh, seeing a major population increase, 24.5%. In uh, in District uh, 27 and in District 4, which is right next to it, 37 or 35.7%. But don't let that fool you because just southeast of that, in District 31, negative 12%. Negative 12%, and next to it, negative 11.4% in District 32. And District 30, only a 2.9% change. And just above that, District 13, a minus 5.3 population change. So you may be like negative. What does negative mean? So in 2010, District 31 had 29,274 residents. In 2020, it had a population of 25,756 residents. Did you think that any areas of Nashville would see a decrease no, in population? Um, I do know a few apartment complexes down towards that way closed. Uh, I wonder if either, that has, does that, you think that would have enough of a, an effect for that to make I a difference? Th- I don't think it would have been a 4,000 person drop. That's a um, lot. Um, maybe I, there, I know there was one or two big apartment complexes that closed down towards that area. And it's a really fascinating area of Nashville because it's like, it feels like you're deep in the country in that part. Uh, like I went to go pick up firewood there last year <laughs> in district 31. And I'm like, where in the world am I? I'm not in Davidson County. Yeah, it felt it felt like it felt like Dixon <laughs> County. Yep. I don't know if that's offensive to anybody, but like I was driving out there and I'm like, this is not Nashville. Yeah, but it was. And, and also just kind of south of, of of Donaldson. So I'm guessing this is kind of your Murfreesboro Pike Airport south of the airport area. Uh, uh, minus, yeah, minus five point three population change. Another area where we saw. Um, a, a negative population change was district 35 in Tennessee. Uh, this is, uh, once you're getting towards your Pegram, your, um, Macquarie lane, your, 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 you're kind of deep in your Bellevue area and, uh, North and South of I 40 in that area, kind of the river road area. It looks like Charlotte Pike, mm-hmm back in uh, in that area, which is very interesting because it's a very beautiful area and of Davidson a, County. There's an area of Davidson County up or towards like Jolton and uh, all those like small neighborhoods heading up to Ashland City. There's so much land available in that part of Davidson County. It's it's, it it's one saw, of those places you just forget it's Davidson County. You, you do. And you only saw a 6.7% increase. I wanna, I'm going to go deeper into this. I want to see what the residents, uh, number of residents... It's not that big of a county or a district in the county. It's in 2020, 17,522 people lived in this part of the county. And it's a part of the county. You feel like you're in the middle of the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very Bell's easily. Bend is up there, like a great city park. We have that on our Hidden Gems Part 2 video. Uh, it's just a really cool part of the county. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, so it, it's it's a very interesting uh, data map of, of Nashville. Uh, I think I was most surprised by the the negative population changes in parts of Nashville because you have negative population changes in Nashville in areas where there's actually a lot of land, yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah, it's 
maybe more developers are buying land and they're building homes right now in the last 10 years. And they're just like, Hey, we're going to kick all these people out and build more homes. I don't, I don't know because that part of Antioch that's down there and towards district 31. Sure. That's like right on the verge of century farms, that huge mass development that's happening there. Yeah. So how many people were displaced for a bigger development to come in? I don't have that answer. I don't know. Very interesting to look at. Uh, but we answered our main question. Is Nashville going to hit a million? Is it going to beat out Shelby County in 2030? I don't think so. Probably not. Unless we see, like we said uh, yesterday and, and earlier in today's episode, Shelby County only saw a 0.2 growth uh, in, in population from 2010 to 2020. Um, so who knows? Maybe they'll see a negative growth. Maybe we'll beat out Shelby County from our positive. They're negative. That's probably the only way that would happen in the next decade. Texas 615-392-1358. Did you learn anything about the U S census data? Cause I think I learned a lot. Yeah. And we have all the links for this in the show notes at nationaldailypodcast.com. If you want to check it out for yourselves and uh, kind of get lost in the data like we did a little bit. All right. Our local artist of the day is Wickland with his song star tripping and you can find their Spotify in the show notes as well as their website. You can listen to all of the local artists that have been featured here on Nashville daily by going to Spotify going and typing in Nashville daily artists of the day. It's a fantastic playlist to add to your daily routine. Now here is Wickland with their song star tripping i wonder what it's like to be a captain on a ship seeking out new life with a phaser on my head and i i wonder what it's like to see the stars from my Destroy 
and that was Wickland and their song Star Trippin'. Tomorrow. It's a big day for us. It's episode 615. All right. Episode 615 heading to the video world. Which is insane. You may see me do my attempt at a truffle shuffle. Don't want to miss that. See us tomorrow. XPLR.Nash on YouTube. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.